Welcome back to the Michael Mars Show. Today is Monday, September 26, 2022. This is episode 88, and I'm joined by Parker Fox, basketball player for the University of Minnesota and host of the new podcast, Double Down Podcast. And, uh, dude, it's a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I uh, started my own podcast. This is uh, fun for me to learn things off new people and, and pick up new tricks. So appreciate you having me on. Of course, man. And uh, could you just give everyone a, a quick background of uh, kind of what your podcast is about and where you got the inspiration to start it? Yeah, my, the podcast is called the Double Down Podcast. You know, you can find it on any platform, um, all that good fun. Um, so I started the podcast, you know, it was something that uh, I had kind of had in my mind for a while, uh, especially when uh, NIL became a thing, you know, being able to uh, monetize your name, image and likeness. Um, and then I kind of just sprouted as uh, with my injuries, you know, I tore both my ACLs. Um, and I know a lot of other athletes across the country have you know, deal with injury and adversity and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's where it started from. That's where it sprouted from. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to just, you know, getting athletes on the podcast and, and dive deeper into, you know, what their injury was or what their adversity was or, you know, what they fought through to, to be back on the court or, you know, back on the playing field. You know, I'm doing a lot of basketball, being a basketball player, but, you know, I'm trying to expand my horizons and hit a bunch of sports, you know, male and female and, um, you know, just talk to people and, and hear their raw emotions on, you know, mental health and um, emotional stresses and, you know, the physical endurance that it takes um, to, you know, to go through an injury. So uh, it's a little bit of that. And then it's also, you know, just, just learning about new people and, uh, having a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. Is that something that like, even before NIL came around like a year or two ago, was that something you kind of want to dabble in was, uh, the media side of sports? Oh yeah. I've, you know, I've been, I've always been in sports my whole life, you know, and both of my degrees, um, are in sports. So sports is my life. And, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of sports podcasts, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, part of my take or no chill Gil, Gilbert Arenas or the old man in the three with JJ Redick, you know, I've, been a podcast guy and you know I'm a kind of a social guy that you know likes to try new things so you know I wanted to try this try this new thing out and uh, it's going well so far and you know I'm learning every single day and um, you know there's so many fun sports stories to tell about sports you know a lot of things that you don't hear uh, in the media you know especially in the mainstream media and being able to you know create your own kind of media and, and hear you know the stuff that you don't get to see on TV is, you know, that's the stuff I want to hit on. This is stuff I want to talk about with. Like who are like three or four, like top guests you really like to eventually get one day? Like once you yeah. build up the brand a little more. No, it's a great question. I definitely have my bucket list. I would say like my real bucket list of people would be like my top guy is Clay Thompson. Like if I could get Clay, like that's like my dream, you know, I'd be sick, dude. Yeah, Clay. I mean, he had the ACL and the Achilles. So, you know, he had back to back injuries just like myself. So like Clay would be the dream. Um, but I, you know, Robbie Hummel is one that I, you know, really want to get in the podcast. He tore both of his ACLs at Purdue. Um, haven't reached out to him yet, but definitely will at some point. Uh, he's on there. Uh, I have a couple connections with Zach Levine. You know, he had the ACL injury. So like to try to explore that, um, you know, that route. But you know, I, I'm trying not to limit myself, you know, I'm trying to, you know, start, start with the people I know really well, um, especially around Minnesota, and then just continue to build and grow using my platforms to grow. And then, you know, if that takes me to, you know, an opportunity to, to get NBA guys on the pod, you know, I love it. And if it doesn't, if it, you know, stays more local, then, you know, that's what it is. But yeah, definitely have some names that I want to, I want to try to get on, but uh, got to work my way up. I, I think a lot of people dabble with, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast and that kind of stuff and, and listen to that, you know, the Nelk boys sort of the podcast and they have some they have some pretty cool guests on it you know i i usually tend to to see kind of who the guest of the show is you know and if i want to listen to 
um, you know, what they have to say or hear something from them more than the show itself. So definitely try to expand my horizons with that kind of stuff and tap into some more podcasts is something I got to continue to do for sure and get better at. Yeah. And now onto your uh, playing career, you played three seasons at Northern State University, averaged 22 points, 10 rebounds, three and a half blocks and two steals. So you were like statistic machine all over the place. But uh, like, what are some standout memories that you have from your time at Northern State before you transferred to Minnesota? Yeah, man. So many, you know, I, uh, going to Northern state was kind of, kind of random, you know, it's kind of something that I didn't really think I was going to do, you know, go to Aberdeen, South Dakota and play basketball. You know, I didn't, that wasn't my plan or, or trajectory, but I think it, it was perfect for me. It was a spot that uh, allowed me to grow not only as a basketball player, but as a, as a human and, and, you know, as a young man. And I met, you know, some amazing fans and friends and um, you know, I started off, I think I started off with, um, you know, freshman year, um, playing in the national championship game, you know, being on a team that went to the national championship, um, just the memories we created throughout the whole tournament, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously, you know, it's a D2 school. So it's, it's different than the, you know, the D1 March Madness and all that kind of stuff, but you know, they have their own level of it and it was really fun and, you know, playing against really good competition and unfortunately lost the, the national championship game. We missed the buzzer beater to win it, but um, you know, just, just an incredible, incredible journey with the group of guys, you know, winning 35 games or whatever it was like, that whole year was, you know, just such a great learning experience for me. Um, and then transition transitioning into, you know, really being out on the court and playing, you know, valuable minutes. Um, you know, I think one of my favorite memories that I'll remember for the rest of my life was my last game at Northern. Um, it was the Sweet 16 game and Division Two does it a little different where um, you host the region. Um, so you host up to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight is, you know, in its own separate area. And so we were hosting the region and uh, we were playing Northwest Missouri State who is, you know, a powerhouse in division two. I think they've won four out of the last six years, national champions there. Uh, you know, they got guys in the NBA, Trevor Hudgens is on the Rockets, you know, that kind of stuff. And just a powerhouse of a team. And, and they came into, you know, our place and we got to play them. And I just remember just, you know, being able to play so free and just having such a good fun time playing basketball. And um, that's actually the last basketball game I've played, which is kind of crazy to think about, you know, with my injuries and that kind of stuff. But um, just being out there, you know, I think I had a crazy stat line or, you know, whatever it was, none of that stuff matters. It was just like the the adrenaline and, and the emotion I had playing basketball. I think it I think it really is a testament to like how much I love and I live the sport. You know, it was just just the most fun game I've ever played. And, um, you know, I have so many awesome memories with so many awesome people that I wouldn't be able to you know, hit every single one, but, um, I was very fortunate, you know, to play in a place that loved basketball and, and play for some really good coaches and, and play with some really good teammates. So have, have a lot of great memories of that place. Was basketball always your first passion when you were growing up? Like when did you first start playing ball and when did you kind of realize that, uh, you wanted to play after high school? Yeah, I think, I mean, my dad put a ball in my hand when I was, you know, probably in, in the crib, you know, that kind of stuff. Like basketball was, was a focus for sure you know something you know obviously my parents were both educators so you know school was really important and, and getting the degrees was important but um I, I think I really fell in love with basketball my sophomore summer going into my junior year you know I didn't really play it all my sophomore year and I was like you know I want to be good you know I want to I want to be you know a good basketball player so I really put the time and the effort in and then it showed my junior year I think I averaged 20 plus and then senior year you know around 25 something like that you know so just really putting the energy and effort in. But, you know, I think at that point, I still only loved basketball. Um, it wasn't until my, after my freshman year summer that I like started to live the sport, you know, and I think about it in a different way and, and consume my life with the sport. You know, obviously I think I'm more than just a basketball player, but you know, just 
the sport means so much to me as a whole, you know, I, I consume my life with it. Um, you know, whether it's watching college or NBA or, you know, in my free time, I'll just watch film on, on synergy. And, um, I just love the nuances of the game. I love the interaction between players and coaches. And like, I think it's the most in the world. So it, it's something I love and it's something that is definitely consuming me and it will probably consume me for, for the rest of my life. But I think it's, um, I think it's where I'm meant to be. So it's such a great sport because like i feel like the fans are like on top of the action because like yeah. you're so close no one's wearing like in football like you're wearing a helmet so you can't really like see the face as well but like basketball you can hear the talking you hear the chirping on the court you can hear the communication between the players so um yeah 100 and you know i'm i'm the kind of guy where you know if you've seen me play I, I i play with a lot of emotion a lot of passion i try to get the crowd into it you know with dunking and that kind of stuff and at northern one one of the really cool memories that i have is like we have a, a courtside seating and um you know, we have donors and boosters that sit courtside that just love Northern and they love basketball. And I just remember just like, you know, after games, being able to like, you know, give them high fives and, you know, sign jerseys and that kind of stuff. And like, it, you know, it probably meant like, you know, the world to them. And it's a lot of, you know, something that you don't really think about all the time as a player, but you know, I'm the kind of guy where, you know, I'm trying to spread love and, and spread, you know, all that kind of positivity. And um, it was so, it was just amazing, you know, that, that energy that they brought and, um, you know, just trying to give it back to, to them because it's ultimately, you know, bigger than just one individual guy. So when you got the offer to transfer to Minnesota, was it hard to leave Northern state or was that something going into the tournament play after your third season that you kind of knew you were going to move on from there? Yeah. I mean, in brutal honesty, I knew my time at Northern was, was coming to an end. You know, I had, I had achieved everything except for a national championship that I had hoped to achieve there, you know being conference player of the year and two-time defensive player of the year and um you know all these all these accolades you know being an all-american is um you know all that thing all those things combined into one and i knew i knew i had to make uh you know m you know my next step in my journey you know i think basketball's basketball's a cool sport because it really is a journey you know you, you wherever you you're at there's always you know another level that you can get to you know even if you're lebron james there's another level that you can get to you know and uh for me it just you know, Northern being an amazing stepping stone for me and um, being able to enter the transfer portal and, and you know, decide where I wanted to go to school um, and then, and, you know, eventually end up being Minnesota. You know, I, definitely a tough decision to leave that place because, you know, it was my only offer out of high school and it was the only place that really gave me a shot. So I always have love for it. But, you know, I think um, just being, you know, a stepping stone in my next, my next location for sure. Mm -hmm. And, and you're from Minnesota. That's your home state. Was it kind of always a dream for you to play ball at the University of Minnesota? Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, if I would have had the offer in a high school, I would have taken it. You know, I just wasn't, I wasn't quite there yet, you know, physically and, and, you know, mentally with the game. And, you know, I just wasn't, I wasn't a good enough basketball player if I'm being brutally honest yet. Um, and, and then I put the work in and, and, you know, got to that opportunity and I achieved that, you know, that kind of dream and, and, you know, that kind of story. And, um, you know, it makes it pretty sweet. You know, obviously I haven't, haven't played yet but you know once I get that opportunity it'll be uh pretty amazing but yeah you know like I like you mentioned I'm from Minnesota my you know my house is 20 minutes away from my apartment here on campus you know so I grew up loving the Gophers cheering the Gophers on um you know I could tell you any stat about the Gophers like you know I, I didn't miss a game when I was at Northern you know I'd always have it on the TV and um you know I'd be wearing Gopher sweatshirts around the facility at Northern like you know that everybody knew that was my team so I think you know when I entered the portal um a lot of people knew where I was going, um, even though I kind of took my time a little bit. So what was that uh, transfer process like for you? Um, like, how did they reach out to you? How did you guys, like, get connected and eventually move on to becoming a member of their team? Yeah, it was uh, – the whole process was pretty crazy. You know, it was um, 
a lot of talking on the phone, you know, a lot of, you know, trying to figure out where to go. I think I had over like 50 D1 offers. So um, it was a pretty crazy process. You know, I think basically anywhere in the country I kind of, you know, wanted to go was, you know, wanted me, you know, so that was, that was really rewarding, you know, just knowing that how hard I worked, you know, it kind of paid off and uh, the success I had was, you know, kind of being valued and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, um, you know, coach Johnson just, just recruited me and, you know, I built a relationship with coach Johnson and I trusted him. And, um, you know, I, like I said, Minnesota was where I wanted to go. I just needed to, you know, feel love and, and you know, feel that you know they wanted me and they needed me and that kind of thing and um both those feelings are reciprocated so um I told Ben I want to be a gopher and you know it was one of the one of the happiest days of my life so remember you know for a story to be exact I remember my freshman year um uh, I was sitting on the couch with you know some of the guys and you know they were off kind of doing their own thing in the living room and all that kind of stuff and I was sitting next to our our point guard and his name's Ian Smith and I remember my freshman year because I, I didn't play I redshirted and um I remember asking him like am I good enough? You know, am I good enough to play here? You know, do you think I'll ever be, ever be good enough to play here? You know, just having doubt, doubts about, you know, um, my skill and, you know, my ability and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'll remember for the rest of my life, what he said to me, you know, is just like, you just have to have that belief and that faith in yourself. And he's like, I believe in you. And if, if I believe in you, you got to believe in you too. Um, and I, you know, I'll remember that conversation forever and I'm very grateful for Ian. Um, and that's kind of when that spark kind of, you know, flipped and, um, you know, like I said, I was able to go on and have a really, really good, really good career at Northern. And, um, you know, I don't think that's you know, a testament to the whole story. You know, you obviously got to put in the work, but, you know, having that mindset that he kind of instilled in me and helped instill in me, it really flipped the switch. And, you know, I, I have that to this day, you know, just, just the confidence and the, um, the belief in myself, you know, I think you see it when you, you watch me play basketball, you know, I, I play like there's nothing else going on and then every single play is my last. And, um, you know, some people might not like it and it might look a little, um, you know, out there and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, I have to play that way because it's who I am as a person. And, you know, I, uh, I just love the game and I think you can see it in my play. So what's some advice that you'd give to someone who, who may struggle with self-belief, like through your experiences, what is uh, something that you would tell someone that could, you know, kind of rebound their mindset? Yeah, I think the thing that comes up to me always is, um, you know, I didn't have any high, uh, any offers out of high school. So, you know, I had the one offer. So uh, my whole mindset, my whole, you know, my whole career at Northern was to prove everybody wrong. You know, like, you know, like screw the coaches that didn't offer me or like, you know, why didn't they do this or that? You know, I got to prove them wrong. And that was like, you know, always my mentality was, you know, PTW. I would write it on everything. I'd tweet it out, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I kind of had a flip of a switch, I think my last year at Northern. And I was like, it's less about proving other people wrong. It's more about proving yourself right. You know, having that belief internally that you're good enough or, you know, you're, you're worth it or you have the, the ability to do it, you know? So I think, I think that would be my, you know, my number one um, advice to somebody is you don't got to worry about what other people are saying. You don't got to worry about not having this or that, you just got to prove yourself right. You got to flip that switch in your head mentally and, and be able to to realize that you're worth it or you're able and, um, you know, to to prove yourself right. It's less about proving others wrong, more about proving yourself right. And, you know, I think, I think once you can kind of get that mindset down, it's, you know, you can, you can achieve anything. So, so you all, so you kind of had like a chip on your shoulder when you were coming out of high school. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah that, that's awesome, man. I mean, that, oh, yeah. I mean, like, for example, I remember, you know, 
I printed off the the name of every single school and their head coach and their mascot and you know, how, many, how many fans they average. And I put it up uh, over my uh, my door in my, my high school bedroom. And I would look at it every single day when I walked out the door. And this was just getting ready for college. And it was just one of those things that like added fuel to the fire. And, you know, I just had the attitude. It was like every time I went and played a team, I wanted that coach to regret not offering me. You know, I wanted I wanted that coach to feel like, damn, I'm an idiot for not offering this kid. And, and you know, I, I tried to make him think that, you know, and I, and I feel like I did. You know, I, we won so many games and, and, you know, I had so much, you know, individual success and we had so much team success. And um, that was kind of my mentality going in. And there were some schools that were more than other, for sure. You know, schools that had talked to me and, you know, kind of didn't want to pull the, uh, you know, pull the trigger on me and offer me and all that kind of stuff. And so I definitely had that mindset. And, you know, I, I think I held their, shake their hand a little longer in the, you know, in the handshake line to, to, to let them know about it. Yeah. But yeah. No, you, I think you got to have that kind of stuff too. You got to have that internal fire and that internal drive that, you know, cause basketball is such a long season and it's, it's such a, it's such a grueling process that if you're, if you're not in it and if you're not, you know, competitive and you don't have that spirit, it's hard to maintain it for sure. Mm -hmm. And and now onto your uh, academic career, you're getting your master's in sports management at the University of Minnesota uh, right now. Uh, what do the next 10 years look like for you? Yeah, wow, that's a great question. Man, I don't even know if I have that answer for you. <laughs> Uh, hopefully a lot of basketball, man. I'm, you know, right now is my main focus is, you know, recovering and, uh, um, you know, getting my right leg back to, to where it was and, you know, I'm getting healthy again. Um, and then once, you know, once that's complete, um, you know, playing a year of basketball here at the U um, and then playing wherever wants me, you know, obviously um, I had a trajectory for, you know, to play in the NBA and that was, you know, my plan. And, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, altered a little bit but you know I, I still believe in, in what I can do and, and my plans for my future but I know I'm going to be playing a lot of basketball whether it's here or overseas um, and then when that's done uh, working in basketball you know I think uh, I know the game pretty well so whatever side of, of that you know brings me whether it's a you know a front office kind of side or a coaching side or a training side or a, uh, a marketing side or you know, there's so many different uh, avenues and, and different, you know, ways you can go in the sport and, you know, just finding my niche and finding what, you know, I think suits me best. You know, I don't think I have that answer per se yet, but mm -hmm. definitely staying in basketball, whether it's here in Minneapolis or, or somewhere else, I, I love the sport too much to, to leave it. So is that something you're pretty passionate about is like coaching and, uh, you know, training people or, or not so much? Yeah, I think more the training side is something I'm more passionate about, you know, watching kids not being able to do something and then teaching them and then helping them, you know, learn and, and reach their full potential. I think that's, that's really interesting. I, I definitely am interested in the co coaching route. You know, I think, I think coaching is, is interesting. You know, I think it's, um, I think it's a hard profession. I think it's a profession that um, you need to, you know, go through some of like, you know, the dog years of, you know, not really being at where you want to be at, but if you can reach that level, um, it becomes pretty rewarding. So I don't, I don't think I have it figured out of what I want to do yet, but I'm excited to, to find out. Yeah. And you have to have that like leadership mindset, you know what I mean? Yeah. To be like a great coach. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, I think that's one of my best qualities as, as a player too, you know, being able to mm -hmm. motivate other people and, and lead. And, um, you know, I think within a team, you need to, you need to have accountability, you know, you need to be able to get on your teammates a little bit and, you know, not be, um, not have it be personal, you know, it's, it's for the sport, you know, and if you get on somebody and you know, if somebody gets on me, it's, it's, it's reciprocated and it's, you know, for, for the betterment of the team. So, um, you know, I've always kind of been that guy that, you know, is the first one to talk in the huddle and, you know, the first one to, um, 
admit my own mistakes and, you know, get on other people and, and uh, you know, can constructive criticism manner. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I think all my coaches have had, you know, that kind of leadership qualities. And I, I think I'm really grateful and have learned from them in a really good way. So um, th- this kind of ties into the question I just asked, like the future outlook. But uh, so once your playing days are done, after you, you know have the NBA career that you want, uh, you said basketball, but what would be your dream occupation? Like, like I, perfect scenario, what would you like it to be? Ah, man, this is kind of crazy, but like the GM of the Timberwolves would like be my like. That'd be sick. Yeah, because I, you know, I'm a Timberwolves fan, like diehard Timberwolves fan. I went to 90% of their home games last year. I think I went to 37 Timberwolves games last year. So, um, you know, being in Minneapolis is, is just on the road, you know, five to 10 minutes. So easy to get there, especially when we don't have practice. And I just live and breathe the Timberwolves. And um, so that would be like my dream. Um, but I also love the marketing side of sports. You know, I, I graduated with the undergrad in sport marketing. Um, so I would, I would love to, you know, I think I would be really good at that too. Like the, you know, fan experience and the game day experience and um, that side of basketball, that's a little, a little different, a little laid back, a little more laid back than a GM or, a, you know, a, a VP or something like that. But something that's also really important to, you know, the game day itself. If you don't, if you don't have crowd support, if you don't have, you know, if you don't market the event, you're not going to have the same energy and you're not going to have the same quality of team. So it's, uh, you know, I see it in our own program too. When everybody, everybody, in the program, you know, has to be on the same page and you have to be locked in and um, all across the board from the top to the bottom. So I think it's really cool that you have like kind of a, like you're knowledgeable and like you pay attention to every aspect of the game, like not just the product on the court, but like, I feel like you, like just based off hearing you say it, like you kind of are familiar with everything that goes on with the game. Oh, without a doubt. And it, you know, like I said, I live it, you know, I, I think I understand basketball at a, at a really really high rate and you know especially being injured these two years you you get to see and you get to you know sit back and kind of observe a little bit more and you get to see like there's so much that goes into a basketball game you know it's like it's months of of lifting it's months of practice if months it's months of you know the coaches getting practice plans ready and scouts and game plans ready and then there's the whole other side of the, you know the facilities management you know all that kind of stuff you know all this stuff comes together as one and um, I think I've really been able to kind of, you know, observe that the last year and a year and a half. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand what goes into, especially, you know, power five, you know, high major college basketball and then getting onto the NBA. It's like you need a team of, you know, hundreds of people that are all connected and clicking and uh, for anything to go right. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm interested in. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know really exactly what kind of path or, or where I want to go with it, but I know I, I understand it and I love it and I, uh, I want to be a part of it, you know, in my future. So, mm. and you said, uh, obviously like power five basketball is way different than a lot of basketball goes on around the country at the collegiate level. Uh, did anything surprise you when you made the transfer from Northern state to, uh, um, you know, Minnesota, did anything kind of catch you off guard about big Ten basketball? Yeah, I think, um, obviously the basketball basketball side of it, you know, guys are taller, guys are stronger, guys are more athletic. Um, you know, guys are faster, that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's still good basketball and wherever you go, it's just, you know, it just becomes, you know, a little better, you know, but mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I really, um, really took me by not even surprised, but just one thing I really recognize early is the amount of people that are around the program. You know, I think, I think back to, to Northern, you know, we had our team at practice, maybe a manager, two or three coaches, and then our athletic trainer who would be running the scoreboard. You know, and now it's like at practice, we got 
the team, we got 15 managers, we got 10 coaches, we got a nutritionist, we got two athletic trainers, we got a uh, a girl whose strictly only job is to run the scoreboard. You know, it's just there's so much that more that goes into the production of um, you know of the sport, and and rightfully so. You know, you, you you're competing on national television, you're competing in front of a national audience. You got to be uh, you got to be locked in. You got to be putting out a solid product for the viewers, and um, so a lot goes into that. And there's a lot of money within the program, and um, so you know I get it, but I just like you know living it. You kind of see it, and it's like you know this is this is real. This is you know yeah. I'm in it. Oh, this is power five basketball. What would you say is the most memorable game you've ever played in? If you can pinpoint like one game. Yeah. I think I'd have to go back to that, uh, that game. There's two that stick out. There's, there's the Moorhead game, the game we played against Moorhead at home where I had, I think I had like, no, Winona, we played Winona at home. And um, it's a little backstory on this one is Winona is kind of this, one of the schools that I really wanted to go to. Um, and I don't think a lot of people even know the story, but I, I had went and visited Winona twice and, um, you know, really wanted to go there. And uh, the scout, this like prep hoop scout, he told me, he's like, Winona's going to offer you, da, 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 you know, like get ready for it. And, and it never came. And, it, it, you know, it never, um, the offer never came. So, you know, I ended up going to Northern and um, I remember the first game we played against Winona and it was, you know, it was at home and I was like, I want to, I want to kill these guys. Like, I want to, you know, like, I, I want to show them like you made a mistake and all that kind yeah. of thing. And, uh, that was a game I had my career high. I think it was like 38 or 39 and I uh, just had a really good game. And, um, you know, I remember, <laughs> so it was, um, it was, we were down and we were up one with 10 seconds left and they had the ball and one of their guys drove the lane and basically had a wide open layup. And I came from the help side and, and blocked it off the glass. Um, and I kind of remember wagging my finger uh, towards their towards the crowd and, and their bench was there and I have a picture I can, I can send it to you and it's their head coach just staring at me and I have my finger up and <laughs> you could just see the defeat on his face and the smile on my face it's the only picture on my camera roll that's favorited and it'll probably be the only picture on my camera roll forever that's favorited and um, it was kind of just a you know a, a testament to myself and I was like you did it you know you, you know that type of deal yeah. and then um you know then the northwest missouri state game just the last game i played at basketball i just you know i miss it so yeah, definitely um definitely that one mm. and uh you said like obviously you play with a lot of passion and uh you know you like to get the fans involved and you know chirp when you can what would you say is the most disrespectful move you've ever pulled off in a game <sighs> man I, I actually know what it is um i remember i caught the ball i can't remember who's against but i did a I faced up and I had the lane to myself and I did a inside out move and the defender went this way to the left and I went to the right and I just threw down like a, you know, I took the ball and I like cranked it to the side. I threw the ball down, like super hard dunk. And I, I can't remember what I said. And I don't even know what I said, to be honest with you, but I said something along the lines that the guy that couldn't like, you can't guard me or, you know, some, some little chirp yeah. like that, but, you know, that stuff goes on in, in basketball all the time. And, and I just remember the guy like, yelling something back he didn't he didn't even have anything to say he's like nobody likes you and i was like all right i just, <laughs> just scored on you so yeah you know just a little chirp he had nothing to say and you know that was probably one of my one of my favorite moves but um as a team i remember um shout out my guy cold all he uh he dived on a loose ball at uh at crookston um and was on the ground and he couldn't even see he threw it over his head uh like a no look pass and i was leaking out and i uh, caught it and i did a 360 dunk that's disgusting um, and I hung on the rim a little too long and, and celebrated. I ended up getting teed up. Um, but the ref came up to me. He's like, 
man, I have to give you a technical, but that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So, you know, you, you take, you, you wear the technical there a little bit, but, um, yeah. you know, like you said, playing with a lot of emotion and, and passion. And, um, you know, I had had really good teams that allowed me to do that. You know, I had um, some really good point guards I played with that really found the ball, uh, found me, and uh, we had a lot of fun. So what would you say is like the the coolest dunk, I guess, that you've ever pulled off? Not necessarily like in a game, but even in practice or in training. Because, I mean, when you go on your Instagram, there's some wild dunks. If you if you know, if you check out the videos, dude, it's it's pretty crazy. You know, once I was really able to dunk really well, I just I'm, I'm creative. And I, you know, I wanted to try new things and, and test new things out and see what I could do. Um, so I think one of my favorite ones is like jumping over somebody with them holding the ball above their head and put it between my legs or or doing a 360 off the side of the glass or a 360 between the legs. Those are kind of some of my favorite things and that I can do on my own. But then in game would definitely be my, my second year at Northern. We were playing up at, at Crookston. This is at Crookston again. Uh, and I just set a side ball screen. I rolled with a rim and um, caught up, caught a pocket pass, a bounce pass. And I just went up to dunk it and the help side defender came. And I remember, you know, the video is like perfect. It's like a perfect angle. And you can see like, my body basically like warp around this guy's body and my legs and, and my, like my legs go up and my arms go out. And basically I just dunked it on him so hard and I hung on the rim and he was on the ground and uh, just a pretty crazy video and uh, a really cool dunk. It was a, you know, and one dunk and brought a lot of energy and we, you know, we got the win that day. So. Dude, they need a, um, I mean, I understand why they don't have it, but if they had a, a college dunk contest, that'd be sick. Like a college, like all-star weekend. But like, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like the dunks would just be wild. I mean, some of these kids are so athletic and have bunnies like out the gym. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, there's a lot of athleticism. And like I said, you know, you see it, you know, moving up from division two to power five is mm -hmm. uh, guys can do things physically that um, is pretty impressive. You know, sometimes even leaves me in awe. So yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Hey, Parker, it was a pleasure getting to interview you, man. Um, uh, everyone scroll down below check out parker on instagram at parker fox 23 and on twitter at parker fox 24 make sure to check out the double down podcast uh, when do you guys drop we drop every friday um on every single platform you know it releases at, at midnight on you know thursday at midnight so it's available on fridays uh apple spotify youtube however you want to get it um yeah, you know, like I said, we talk about emotional health and mental health and uh having a lot of fun doing it so i appreciate you having me on and uh and great great time with you of course man yeah and i look forward to keeping up and uh you know that comeback you're gonna have next season big time bro but in the meantime keep grinding out these podcasts and uh you know keep moving forward Yes, sir. You guys are going to see it. Appreciate you having me. Of course, man. All right, guys. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on any audio platform, please rate five stars. Today was Monday, September 26, 2022, episode 88. I was joined by Parker Fox, basketball player for the University of Minnesota and host of the Double Down podcast. I'm your host of this show, Michael Marr, and I'll see everyone next week.